DMJ today with your host, Gavin Marcus and Jared. It was in the moment. It was in the moment. It was like, go for it. Hey guys, welcome to DMJ today. My name is Mark and together with Devin and Jared, we are your hosts. Yes, sir. What's up? Devin, tell us why we are here. Why are we here today? Why are we here? Why why is the the reason for our meeting today? Uh, so one day I decided, yo, I really want to start a podcast, but I've no one to start it with. With all my close homies, they were like, we don't have time for that shit. So I was like, yo, I'm fucking lonely. I have nothing, nothing to do. So I tweeted out, yo, I really want to start a podcast. I have no one to uh, do it with. It was really bad. And then all of a sudden, Mark and uh, Jared were my Sarah. Guardian angels, they were my saving grace. And now we're here. Now we're here. Now we're here. Welcome to DMJ today. <laughs> Yo, guys, on the real though, like with this lockdown and stuff, it's been super scary going to the shop. And I'll explain one reason that I felt super judged yesterday. I went to the shop yesterday, I felt super judged. What? And okay, I was judging my mom as well. Okay. <laughs> So my mom has like, like my mom just coughs, like that's just her thing. I don't know, I think she has some lung problems, I don't really know. So I go to the shop with her, okay? And we're in the middle of the shop and my mom out loud. (coughs) (laughs) I'm there behind her, everyone's turned around, looked at her and I'm like, I don't know guys, I'm sorry. (laughs) I hope you don't get anything. Oh shit. How do, how do masks stop transmission of COVID-19? How does that work, dude? It makes because no you don't sense. spread it. Like, if, if you... Yeah, but you're telling... Oh. I saw a tweet, okay, that said, if a fart can make it through your pants, wow. how can a virus not make it through a mask? That's yeah. Ooh. How? That, I mean, think about it. I'm speaking completely out of pocket because I'm not an academic in this fear but to me i was i'm not an academic either maybe a virus is bigger in size yeah it's more like particles yeah instead of air, air particles i guess <laughs> it's more like water molecules instead of air particles yeah. i think that's right yeah because the mask is supposed been to happening like prevent you from getting it it's to prevent spreading yeah yeah but well. like that's what I mean. Like, how does it prevent spreading, bro? Like, if I fart through a mask, it's not protecting anyone. I'm a smart. You fart. Mask prevent getting it. The mask prevents you from spreading it. Which one is it? Spreading. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. It doesn't prevent you from getting it because it's still like that's. I mean, how are you breathing? Because you have to breathe in through somewhere, so it doesn't stop yeah. you from getting it. And you can get it through eyes and like your eyes and stuff as well. So. Yeah. I saw people with like riot masks. You know that? <laughs> Not, like, like plastic. Yeah, like legit riot yeah. masks. Dude. Like, like, you <laughs> know, in um, America, you see the protests and then they, they bring like the police with it. Like they were wearing that riot mask. You know? So like, what's yeah. going on right now? Yeah. Going for the protests. It's mad. Anyway, guys, today we are going to be chatting about gender-based violence. So, fair trigger warning to everybody who's watching slash listening. 
we will be speaking about gender-based violence, sexual assault, etc. And while we do acknowledge that men are victims to sexual assault and abuse as well, we are going to be talking in the context of the femicide that is happening in South Africa. Um, so we're going to be talking about various things and also how to be practical in combating that. So first of all, let's talk about rape culture. What do you guys understand about rape culture? Or what do you understand it to be? Um, I would understand it to be a society or, yeah, I guess a society that normalizes or like tolerates mm. actions or words or whatever that, um, I'm trying to think of a better way to say it, but like that can, uh, like sound rapey or whatever, or can kind of like lead into rape. Yeah. Or, yeah. Normalizes stuff like rape. Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, I, that can um, take place in very, or like very different ways. Yeah. I think what rape culture is, it's the things that are still assault, but is not necessarily rape. So it includes all of those mm. things. Um, I don't know if you guys saw Unati, the judge from Idols, like that's how everybody knows her. Um, she posted yeah. Yeah. Um, something on Instagram the other day about how this man was um, like repeatedly asking her out and she kept on saying, no, I'm not interested, like denying him, whatever. And he kept on pursuing and then one day he actually FaceTimed her um, and he was naked in the video call. And like mm. that is actually rapey as well. And I think that rape culture it's a thing of normalizing this form of assault that is not necessarily rape, but it is harassment, mm. it's coercion, it is yeah. making women uncomfortable, it's catcalling, mm. it's that ro that locker room talk where it's like, mm. yo, did you see who I smashed last night? Like that, mm. that normalization of women as objects for sexual pleasure more than human beings. Mm. Yeah. I think following what you say, Marcus, is uh, that when women say, know and stuff and then guys still pursue after, afterwards and they push further they push the barriers yeah. and i think that leads to rape culture i yeah. think i think okay i think a very point a important point to make is the continuous let's say um pursuing is i don't think that's the problem i think when it goes overboard that's the problem yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't think like perseverance trying to like get a goal is necessarily the bad thing i think yeah. it's when it just goes overboard when it turns into harassment or assault that's when it's just too much yeah that's the way in which you do that because you can pursue someone respectfully and yeah. without making them feel uncomfortable yeah i think it definitely depends on context as well on so if, if a woman you tell you I'm like flattered that this is the 17th time that you're asking me out, but I've said mm. no 16 other yeah. times and you're making me uncomfortable. Mm. And if you still pursue after that, yeah. after a woman or not even, she doesn't even, she doesn't even have to like directly tell you that you're making her uncomfortable. If she mm. like rolls you off or whatever, she doesn't give you attention. Take that sign as a, okay, cool. I'm just to leave this woman alone because she's not interested. Yeah. But I think, I think there's that, a, there's a line I think, in, yeah pursuing and being persistent in that and then going over yeah but that's that's like psycho stuff that's like sociopathic behavior yeah where you're just not a, like you're not acknowledging this person yeah and this yeah. person's feelings or whatever you carry on pursuing yeah so like i said i i, I do think it depends on context um 
definitely the way we have to look at things depends on context. Do you guys think that let's give let's, let's give a scenario that we we can explain it a lot easier? Uh, do you guys any have have any suggestions? I don't, I'm not thinking of one at the moment, uh, but let, I'm thinking that let's say a guy's pursuing a girl, right? Yeah. And keeps saying no and stuff and it comes to a point where she blocks him like and she's like leave me alone I don't want to talk to you ever again and the guy still pursues her uh, what would you say that is that's harassment that's not yeah that's not pursuing at that point that's harassment and that's I think psychological yeah. issues that need to be done yeah with. that's like that's like stalking that's like stalking yeah I was about to say stalking <laughs> 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 yeah but I I think I think when it comes to I think that there's a fine line between persistence and stalking or harassment and it's it's very important to make the distinction and try and um, get people to understand when that line is crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys think that, that slut shaming breeds rape culture? Um, I think it depends on I think when you are slut shaming in the form of like, yo, what what was she wearing? Like you're kind of victim blaming yeah. by slut shaming that. I think that adds into rape culture. Um, I may I don't think they like normal. I, I don't want to say normal slut shaming because I mean it shouldn't it shouldn't be a thing in the first place. But I mean. Yeah like judging people for uh having sex with partners or various partners i don't think that part leads into rape culture and i think that's just you being an asshole <laughs> or, or necessarily that means uh, yeah. that is rape culture um, i think that that slut shaming in the form of oh my word look what she's wearing she's such a slut or look how many guys she's been with i think in that sense it doesn't actually appropriate to yeah. rape culture mm. but when slut shaming crosses the fine line of rape apology in the in saying yeah. like, oh she's a slut or, look, or like the way that she was dressed she deserved it or she mm. was asking for it things like that when it becomes yeah. a form of rape apology then it becomes mm. an issue yeah, yeah i think slut shaming in response to a rape victim or whatever or a sexual assault victim that's when it adds to rape culture yeah and let's just talk about rape apology for a second. So rape apology is shifting the blame of rape and sexual assault away from the actual perpetrators, away from the rapist mm. and onto the victims. It's like, it's, it's like implying that the victims have done something in order to deserve such a thing to happen to them. Mm. And the thing about rape apology that we don't always understand is that it's not always explicit. So it's not necessarily saying girls, even though this, is, this does happen, it's not, it's not limited to girls shouldn't wear short skirts but it's yeah. it's, it's implicit and less blatant in the form of i believe her but or yeah. she's telling the truth but maybe or but yeah. what about this what about whose side of the story there's rape apology manifests in various different ways and i think we focus on um the bigger blatant obvious ways and we ignore the implicit ways that it manifests in society it's the things mm -hmm. of were you drunk? It's the things of, yeah. where were you? What were you wearing? And that's partially mm. society's blame. Like we should blame society for that because we were raised in a society where girls were taught, don't wear this, dress modestly, learn how to protect yourself, mm -hmm. don't go here at this time. 
and men were not taught not to rape. Yeah, but on that note, I I don't think it's necessarily men weren't taught not to rape because any normal person on every normal average day guy isn't like rape isn't even coming into their minds. So, you know what I mean? I think it's different. Um, it's different, like, I guess, childhood experiences or the way you grew up or whatever that leads you into thinking, okay, rape is okay. Or, like, your parent, uh, your parental figures, like, they have given you some sort of experiences that made you think, okay, you, uh, this woman as an object is fine. Like, I'm okay with that. I don't think it's necessarily, yo, men, don't rape. I don't think that's the the problem i feel like like i've never been told not to rape someone but i'm not gonna fucking go out and rape someone you know what i mean yeah 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 so i don't think it's the issue of men aren't told not to rape i think it's different situations that lead into a man thinking a woman is an object or a man thinking it's okay to rape what do you think about the not all men chat um i'm i think it depends on okay i'm uh, this is very difficult for me to answer because i'm going to when it comes to false accusation and that i'm going to use a analogy that kind of goes into not necessarily not all men but it's very, it's very like borderline where you could say, okay, maybe I'm thinking not all men, but it's not that. Um, I think the not all men uh, side of the argument is uh, taking away from the fact that someone was raped or the fact yeah. that this yeah. person is a rapist. I think that's the main issue with it. And it's not always brought up to say, Yo, not the majority of men are good. I think it's brought up in a way to say, yo, um, I'm not doing anything wrong, so why is it my issue? I think that's the yeah the way it's brought up mostly. I think guys take the difficult responsibility to say I'm not doing yeah. it's not my issue. Like I don't know why yeah. you're making noise at me when in actual fact mm. like it, it is it's not a, a woman issue. It's a society, yeah. it's a social issue that everyone has a part to play in. So mm. that not all men chat, while it does take away um, from the realities of women, it also defers responsibility and it makes us as men feel like we don't have to do anything different. We don't have to take a stand. Mm. We don't have to use our voices because it doesn't directly affect us or we are not directly involved. Mm. Yeah. And I think with the, the not all men issue, it also comes in where like, I'm not raping, but at the same time, I'm not calling out my friends yeah. for doing something. So when the men are trash movement is brought up, it's not like men are trash because they murder women or they, they kill women or oh, murder yeah. kills the same thing or they rape women. <laughs> Sorry. It's that as well. But it's also like you not calling out your friends for doing certain things. You're yeah. not speaking up on the afternoon. You're not doing things that are in aid of women when they need it yeah it's like you're not doing it but you're still allowing it and yeah. for that reason and i think that 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 men 
use this not all men argument because they fail to recognize the role that they played not in doing it but in allowing it mm. because by not mm. standing against something actively you're just maintaining it you're allowing it to continue although like i mean the definition of yeah like i mean the definition of rape culture i mean you're normalizing or tolerating it and i think that yeah. tolerating is very important because you are not doing it mm. but you're also tolerating people other men doing it yeah so devon you wanted to go to false accusations so let's go there okay so the stance i'm taking is um i want people to understand why i think false accusations is good to bring up Mm -hmm. why it's very good to bring up okay so i'm gonna give an analogy now so majority of men are good I, th I think we can all agree majority of men are good yes yes no yes no debatable majority of the men you meet on a day-to-day -day basis are good people they're not like the thought of making a woman uncomfortable on purpose is not going into their head yeah okay i purpose. think that's fair statement yes fine okay yeah so following that while i think majority of men are good i can understand if a woman feels uncomfortable at night even though majority of men aren't going to do anything to her right so in the same sense majority of women aren't going to lie about their um rape case or sexual assault case but yeah. i still have to have a fear in my mind that the, the minority of women would lie you know what i mean because at the end of the day, if I don't, if false accusations isn't brought up, it's not a chat and we have to accept the word of someone's accusation as like, it's the, the only true, yeah. then what's going to protect me if I'm accused of, of rape or sexual assault that I didn't do and I'm innocent. So I think it's very important to bring it up so that we are reminded that people are capable of lying. Yeah, I, th I think for false accusations, I think it's it's more along the lines of like one percent of women have like false accusations, and I think for that, like let's say a woman gets raped, right, and she calls the police uh, on on her husband. Let's say her husband uh, sexually assaulted her or raped her or something like that, and the police come there and they like they question her along the lines like, did he really do this and stuff? Because I think police do that. I think uh, also people do that along the lines of did he actually do it and that sort of thing, you know? And yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think it's called secondary victim blaming. Yeah, I think the yeah. first thing they should do is assume that they did do it and take the lines uh, or take the part of the woman uh, so that she would be safe, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think that should come first priority and then look along the lines and see whether or not he did do it or he didn't do it. I think that yeah. should be. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not taking on the case where we shouldn't believe him. I think we should. Yeah. My case yeah. is like in, today, in today's society, if you are accused of sexual assault or rape, you are cancelled and your life is ruined. Yeah, I think we can all yeah. agree on that. Which is fair. So yeah. we, regardless if it's true or not, you can mm. be cancelled for doing it. But I think this, um, yeah, this thought is problematic in that what are the chances 
of there actually being like, yes, I've, I personally have heard of false accusations and people coming out about it afterwards saying that I was lying or I made it up. But that was, I think I've heard of two where, whereas there's, I've heard of thousands. Yeah. Okay. But like, that's, I'm, I'm getting to my point now. I'm getting to my point. I don't, I'm, I'm saying we should believe the woman. I'm saying I've, I don't think I'm willing to call someone a rapist or a sexual abuser without hearing their side of the story. Because I feel like in most cases, whether true or false, you don't get to hear the other side of the story, but you are calling them a rapist or abuser or whatever, or murderer or whatever. I just think, because, I mean, in court, you can't convict someone without hearing their side of the story. That's just a given. You can't, you can't, con you can't call someone a rapist without hearing their side of the story. And I think we should be thinking along the lines of that where before we cancel them or we shame them or whatever, let's hear what they have to say about it. If they say they're lying, let's look into it. Let's look into the evidence or whatever. This is only based on people who just come out and like say it, not based on if they have evidence like messages or whatever, especially in, uh, I mean, we've all seen on Twitter like the pedophilic cases where yeah. they've said some very strange stuff like that. That is obvious. That's obvious like this dude being a pedophile. Yeah. Then I don't need to hear your side of the story. I have evidence. But I mean, just on my word versus your word, I, I feel like I should at least have both sides of the story before I'm calling someone anything. But I feel like, I feel like this, while what you're saying is true, that everyone is equal in a court of law, 100%, mm -hmm. this could actually, if it's used in the wrong, if it's applied in the wrong way, it could actually become a form of rape apology because then it's saying, maybe she's lying, let's hear what he has to say. And then if he's like, nah, we were just like chilling, she was fine, I don't know why she's tripping mm -hmm. now. Like then that's out of the story. It's then like, what is it? And I think that South Africa, or well, not even South African women, all women have been through way too much for us to give their perpetrators the benefit of the doubt. I think that we have to normalize believing the victim because at the end of the day, whether or not your side of the story, because your side of the story was based on your intentions. So if your intentions was not to make someone feel uncomfortable, but your actions still made them uncomfortable, that is not for you to decide because you control your actions. You can't control people's responses to your actions. So whether or not yeah. I was complimenting a girl because, hey, like, maybe I call a girl beautiful because she's beautiful. I think she's beautiful. I didn't mean to mm. make her uncomfortable. I just wanted to give her a compliment. But she now yeah. feels uncomfortable. And if, she, if my actions made her feel uncomfortable and made her feel like, oh, I don't want to be here, I feel unsafe, who am I to say that her response to that is wrong? Who am I to say that my side of the story was pure and my intent was right? But who am I yeah. to say that you can't be uncomfortable you shouldn't have been uncomfortable? I did nothing wrong. I think that in this day and age, we need yeah. to believe victims. And yes, an example of a compliment versus rape is not the same thing, but it's still, it's still, we should normalize sexual, victims. It could be taken as sexual harassment, both cases. Yeah, yeah. but I think yeah. even regardless of normalizing that, I think that the probability of it being a false accusation is not high enough to give every mm -hmm rapist the benefit of the doubt it's just, like it's just not worth it hmm. i think thousands um, of women have been killed because of it so if one dude has to lose his reputation hmm. i think that's a price that that must just be paid 
at the end of the but day. But that's very damaging. That's very damaging. That's very damaging, but we are in a very damaged situation. Yeah. So yeah. if but, I'm taking yeah. believing a victim over protecting someone's pride, like Yes, and that's not that's that's um I'm not saying that I'm not believing the victim. I, I will believe you. But at the same time, I can't 100% commit to you just off word of mouth. You know what I mean? But how, do you, how would you prove something like that? It's very oh, dangerous. Like there's no evidence. There's no witnesses. How would you prove and then where? And I think you're coming from it like with it from a legal perspective. Whereas if you were in a courtroom, how would you rule? But yeah there's most times no evidence for it mm. i think that's also very one of the reasons why it's very difficult to convict rapists because i mean the majority of the time the evidence you have is maybe a rape kit and your word basically yeah but that should be in a far justice system but it's not right now but that's a whole other chat for another day so mm. On top of all this conversation, we obviously yeah. will have a responsibility to do something, to be practical, to actually fight against it, to stand up against it. So we're going to invite one of my friends up. His name is Karabo. He has started an awesome NPO to actually practically combat gender-based violence in South Africa, specifically Amen. schools. But yeah, we're going to let him talk about it a bit more. So he's going to hop on real soon. He's an awesome friend of mine. There he is. He's just connecting. <laughs> we love Wi-Fi. <laughs> Karabo, are you good? I'm good. Well, good to what see up, you. What up, man? Awesome. Thanks for joining us today. So just real well, quick. Thanks for having me. Tell us what you are doing. Telling, tell us about your NPO. Um, so um, my NPO, so the name of it is um, Askulumeni. And um, Askulumeni in Zulu, it means let's talk. And um, basically, it's an NPO that uh, actually, as of yesterday, is officially registered, which is really exciting. Hey. <laughs> but um, uh, basically, it's the goal of the NPO is to go into um, all male-bodied schools across the country and um, tackle and talk about issues such as gender-based violence, such as toxic masculinity um, in those schools and with those boys, um, and really just try to start to to change mindsets um, because I think um, at the end of the day, like we as men are, we are the problem. And so I'm like, you know what, let me start at the source. Let me start at the root of this issue, which is just in the way in which men think um, yeah. about women. And once we can change the way men think, then it's going to just um, start changing some of their actions. And so, yeah, that's the goal of the NPO, um, just to pretty much reach as many schools as possible, as many boys as, as possible. Yeah. I love that so much, man. I love that you're doing this. So how could we, as like the three of us, but also everybody who's watching and listening, how could we actually help you? How could we come on board? Um, I think uh, for now, um, in all honesty, just in terms of, of context, and to, uh, so context in terms of some of your former high schools, um, if you still have networks with any of the, the teachers or people um, that as cool many could, could contact in terms of um, like almost leveraging those networks in terms of getting, yeah. like a, having a big chance of us getting into those schools. Um, I think honestly, just sending through the, those contact details and then um, so that we can reach out to, to the right people and know who it is that we need to chat to in terms of being able to, um, to get into the schools. I think, yeah, you can um, follow us on social media and um, yeah, begin to just spread the word about us called many so that um, yeah, more and more people begin to know about us and um, schools hopefully can, can reach out to us and ask yeah. um, for us to come into the awesome. spaces, yeah. Um, yeah. On your point of reaching out on schools, does it, 
only have to be um, all boys schools or high schools or does it can it be both genders um, yeah great question um, so I think um, obviously I'm, I'm trying to tackle um, yeah uh, people who so male-bodied people but I think also mm. even if it's co-ed schools um, mm. yeah love that would love those contexts as well so that we could just do a session with um, the boys specifically um, yeah. so even if so yeah all male-bodied and even um, co-ed schools um, so that we can just have sessions with the boys. Great question, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool. What would you say to someone who wants to do something practical but doesn't know where to start? Um, so I would say, um, in terms of specifically to, to men, um, or people who identify as men, I would say, in all honesty, just um, begin to interrogate yourself. You know, ask yourself, um, um, how is it that you view women um, in society? What is the role of women um, to you? And really just begin to question like the, the cognitive biases that you have um, in your mind um, towards women or just certain things that you do subconsciously or consciously um, towards women or ways that you think about them. Um, just begin to question yourself because it, it starts with you. Um, and yeah. so um, you can never start telling other people how to do or suggest things to other people if you yourself um, haven't dealt with yourself. And so I think, yeah, oh, it starts with point. you. And then from there, um, beginning, you know, to call it out, um, beginning to, if you see any, if you see anything, if you see any, any disrespect or anything like that, like just begin to call it out in your friend group, start having conversations in your friend groups and being like, um, you know, it's not, um, because we keep hearing the whole chance we need to do better thing, but stop saying yeah. it and actually yeah. start like doing better, actually start calling things out. Um, and then thirdly, I think honestly, just, just have conversations with them, um, with women, like, um, a lot of the stuff I know and a lot of the stuff that I've, um, yeah, I've come to know has honestly literally been in having conversations with a lot of my female friends, like, mm, um, yeah. in terms of just what it is, uh, and the, ex just the experience of what it means to be a woman in this country and their lived reality, some of the things that they have to think about on a daily basis, I would never have to think about as a man, but I only know those things because I've had conversations yeah. with with mm -hmm. women. So honestly, start having conversations with, um, with women, with your female friends, ask, um, how it is, um, to 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 be a woman in South Africa, what their daily lived reality, what their lived experiences, what yeah. some of the things they feel because of the fact that they're women. Um, just yeah, start to begin to do that, and and honestly, um, I really do believe that uh, change will happen um, if yeah. you start to do some of those things. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. I think I think on your point of um, start having conversations with women, I think that's extremely important and I think it's even more important to be open-minded when you're talking to women about these things. Um, I mean the the most used point that's brought up every time women come forward is why didn't you do it back then why didn't you come forward when it happened why didn't you go to the police and all of that and I think it's important to understand that thousands of women don't get their points heard when they come forward the first time. So they, they, obviously they're not going to bring it forward. But once they see like a popular celebrity or someone that they know come forward and them getting the proper publicity, I guess, um, they feel comfortable doing it. They feel like they're not going to be silenced as they were. So I think yeah. it's extremely important to be mindful of that when you see women coming forward about these things. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think just on your point, like I think just when you're having those conversations, I think um, the biggest thing is just to listen and, and not yeah. to listen to try to respond or not to listen to try to defend yourself. Just listen to try to understand and to try 
lament with them and to try um mm. honestly just listen to understand um really just allow them to speak and and be sensitive to what it is that they they say and because a lot of it will shock you and it will um you will be very very shocked some of the things that i've that i've heard and that i've had to have conversations with people i'm like wow that is i cannot believe that's your lived reality every day mm. but um man it's just honestly listening to to understand really yeah that's awesome thanks for joining Kababo. we will definitely put your socials out there for people to follow to get in contact with you so thank you for thanks, coming us about your things thanks, to see you. it. thanks so much guys thank you for having me awesome i love that last point of his about becoming more conscious about the reality and i think that has made it yeah. difficult to understand that because we don't experience it and I love that he said we must we must listen to understand, not listen to respond, because it's not it's not a it's not a situation where we can have an opinion or we can debate or discuss. It is what it is, and we have to take it for what women tell us that it is, because it's their experience as well. And I think that when we need what after we listen without that intention to respond or debate, we actually just need to internalize it and believe it, yeah. and say you're afraid to take an Uber alone. For me, I'm like, why would you? You know, but women are. And now I need to take yeah. that. So that means as a response to me listening and hearing and understanding, it means that I'm not going to let my friends take Ubers alone. I'd rather Uber mm. with you or I would drop you at home or we would make a plan mm. that you don't have to Uber alone. It's the process of listening and then internalizing and then acting on that. I think that's like the biggest problem in society in general is like no one wants to listen. Everyone wants to feel heard, but no one wants to listen to what people are actually saying to them um yeah and I, and then it comes down to people don't believe women yeah know? they're not listening to the experiences that they are they are saying yeah i think it's an extremely important point listening to understand well that is it for our first episode of dmj today hope everybody enjoyed come back next time we'll be talking about other cool topics you know what it is what it do what it do what yes, it so. do <laughs> yes sir <laughs> Alrighty, like, subscribe, tell your friends, do the things. Ooh. Share, like, it helps with the algorithm. You know the vibes. Download yeah. and subscribe. And follow us on social. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like we'll be in All those like YouTube things, do those things. We love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. See you guys next time.